You know her from Lucifer. She's been all over the news lately. And on a Zoom with us all the way from Los Angeles, America, is Leslie Ann Brandt. Um, is it still Brandt or is it Brand? I don't know how to say it in American. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I'm South African, so it's Brandt. It will always be Brandt. Brandt. <laughs> it's okay. It actually annoys me when I have to change and not roll my R because it sounds so, um, I don't know, fake to me. Weird. <laughs> it sounds weird. I see it and I'm like, this brand. Yeah, it's brand. It's always brand, yeah. <laughs> so you are our, one of our favorite people in the world because you Aww. are one of those South Africans that have gone over and you've made it. You are the dream that we all have when we're in high school or when we're little and we go, I'm going to go to Hollywood and I'm going to be in this movie or this series. And you've actually done it. But obviously it wasn't an overnight kind of thing. So can you give me a little bit of a background as to how you ended up there? Well, I'll be honest with you. It wasn't my dream. And, you know, I was born in 81. So it's not like around that time I even thought this was a possibility for me. Mm. You know, um, I think obviously uh, it's different there now. South Africa, the the industry has changed and grown. And, you know, there's a lot more production shooting. But you know, a girl from Green even Athlone, like you don't grow up thinking you're going to work in Hollywood um, at all. So I'll start there in that uh, I was a bit of a performer, of course, and, you know, in, at school and in, in my family, but I never had, I never knew that I could, could have this dream. And then, of course, uh, after I matriculated, my parents moved to New Zealand. My father was offered a job opportunity there. And the you know, the degree of separation between someone in the industry and someone who wasn't was so much smaller there because it's a smaller country. The industry is very big. And so I met people who were, you know, a makeup artist or worked on the crew. Or, and um, when I got to New Zealand, I started modeling and sort of um, doing commercials here and there. And uh, casting director at the time said, you know, you really should take this seriously. So try and find you know, some classes, etc. Um, and I did um, while I was working full time and sort of pursuing this seemed like a hobby at the beginning, which quickly progressed into, wow, I really love this. It's, I'm passionate. I kind of feel free. I sort of feel like I found, you know, my community. I, I, I'd always felt a bit odd when I say that, like, I always felt a bit of a weirdo in Cape Town, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, you know, I, the way I kind of, I would have full on conversations with myself in the mirror. I remember being seven years old, just like trying on accents and do you know what I mean? Like just doing yeah. things that like weird stuff that felt weird to other people. But for me, it was my imagination, you know, like flowing yeah. and yeah. sort of my creativity. And, um, Anyway, while I was working full-time as an IT recruitment consultant in New Zealand, I auditioned for this half-hour comedy and I booked the lead role. And then, you know, my next job was, was Lucifer, which, you know, I shot the first season of that show. And then my next job was not Lucifer, sorry, Spartacus, which was a big production for the US um, that shot in New Zealand. Yeah. And that was a, you know, it was like this huge a period piece set in, you know, the Roman sort of uh, empire and um, 
the rest, as they say, is sort of history. <laughs> uh, that's how it happened. Unconventional. Do you ever have moments where you look at all of this and you go, oh my gosh, how is this even my life? Like, how did this even happen? Oh my gosh, every time, like every season when I start Lucifer, of course I do. Um, when I look at, I just bought my first house, you know, last year. And that was such a big achievement for me, you know, because... Um, when I got to America 10 years ago, I had that golden ticket, the working visa where you can work and, you know, on shows, but, but I couldn't do any other work. I wasn't legally allowed to do any other work. So plan A was you make it or plan B was you make it. Like there was no <laughs> safety net for me. And I was really adamant that like, I'm just going to live off of acting. Wow. And that was my goal. And that was my passion. So, you know, I, I, perfected like you know uh, uh, an American accent I I worked on you know mannerisms because it is different over here and inflections with like where they put the emphasis on the word all of that kind of stuff like you know when I was that out of work actor like struggling to get by and I lived that life I totally get it Um, but I do I do look at my life and I go gosh 10 years ago you were such a green-eyed you know new to the country um sponge and I still am I still am very much a sponge I never you know want to stop learning and I don't think I ever can because you can never be perfect at this craft it's a you will learn things about yourself and about your instrument and about the work Mm. you know job to job to job but I I do sit humbly always remembering like where I came from you know yeah. I want to talk a little bit about lockdown and how that affected production and what that meant for you. Um, well, we were fortunate. We had filmed 99.9% of our okay. season five. So the first eight have been available, have been made available on Netflix. And that's what people are able to watch right now. The next eight will be aired at some point, I think either this year or next year, I'm not sure. But what we do is we owe one scene in the finale episode of that, that last eight. And that will be tagged on to the beginning of season six, which we start shooting next month. So we were in a very good position. Okay. Um, obviously, they shut down to ensure the safety of our crew and our our um our cast which i think was the absolute right decision considering how bad things have actually gotten in the states and the, how severe this virus is and yeah. the devastation it's inflicted on the world so i i do applaud warner brothers and netflix for making that call and our producers um and in terms of like for me it's basically just meant that i get to hang out with my husband and my son for the <laughs> last 6 months at home i mean I miss people. I miss humans. I miss, you know, my yoga classes. And, but at the same time, I do realize I I have, you know, the kind of privilege most people don't, you know, I'm not really, I I don't have to worry about paying bills or, um, you know, the safety of my family. My, my parents are safely tucked away in New Zealand who are obviously killing it at, protecting their citizens in regards yeah. to COVID. Um, the big disappointment for me, of course, was my, my parents were supposed to be here for my son's third birthday. And because uh-huh. of COVID, they couldn't travel. We didn't feel comfortable with them getting on a plane um, and coming all the way over here. My father does have um, some respiratory issues. So I I do miss them and, and that I was really bummed about. But um, for the most part, it's been, 
I've actually been okay. It's just been very sad to see how uh, much, you know, how many people have died around the world. And of course, even looking at the numbers in South Africa and, you know, we, South Africa doesn't have the kind of resources that America has. Yeah. So you know that those, you know, those really vulnerable communities and the townships are going to be hit really hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, absolutely. So yeah, otherwise I'm blessed. I'm good. I wanted to ask you, you obviously, Lucifer, you do most of your own stunts, all of your own stunts, I've read somewhere. And within lockdown Mm -hmm. and with the world shutting down, the rest of us were baking banana bread and not going to gym and getting fatter and fatter and fatter. You obviously do not have that space. You can't do that because at any point you have to go back and you have to be mazikeen and you have to do these stunts. But you didn't have gyms either. What were you doing? that we need to know about that we could also maybe do um, to, to just get back on, on track? Well, one, I'll start with like, I don't, you know, I'm a, I'm a very active person regardless whether, you know, of COVID or not. So okay. um, I do miss with training with my trainer, but um, I just basically FaceTimed with him and I got a cheap treadmill that I set up here. I got some weights and I, okay. I kept myself accountable, but it's not about being, fat or not i'm i'm very much um you know i'm very uh aware of the the body image that the pressures that women basically are under consistently and the pressure my industry puts on women to look a certain way so i'm always promoting health over you know above anything else you know regardless of what shape you come in um i'm vegan so i don't eat animal products um i don't eat meat or chicken or eggs or cheese or anything that you know is come, comes from an animal so yeah. that is definitely um that definitely helps me it works for my body um and working out for me is really like it's sort of like going to church almost you know okay. it's my time to just take an hour you know take off my mother hair take off my wife hair take off mm-hmm. my business hat and just work out whatever I'm working through, like just sweat it out or um, just, just sweat. I find honestly just getting my heart pumping, it's, it's good and it is physically good. It's endorphins. It's all those things. Yeah. Um, but move, moving for me is like very important. And I have a three-year-old, so I'm constantly moving. You know? <laughs> I don't get to have a sleep in. I don't know what those are anymore. Um, I can't take naps, uh, hangovers are like non-existent because it's not worth it. <laughs> so, uh, um, you know, I look forward to when he's older, when I can, I, when I can just say, please just make your own breakfast and like go watch the TV. Um, I love that. But yeah, I mean, obviously part of this particular character is she is very physical. Yeah. So yeah. in order for me to keep limber and to keep healthy, um, I do take care of my body. Yes. Um, I wanted to, so it's still women's month for a little bit. And I, mm. I use this month and my platform and my privilege to educate myself around all things from biology to feminism, to everything. And one mm-hmm. of the, 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 the things that I picked up was a lot of the women that I was speaking to were moms and they were moms of sons. And I found mm. it really educational for me to learn about what they were talking to their sons about or how they were talking to their sons. Now, obviously yours is three, but at some Mm. point you're going to have to explain what women's month, women's day, what it is to be a woman and raise a good man. Um, 
briefly, how, where do you even start and what are you teaching him? Well, my son has the privilege of living and being part, living in a home and being part of a family where he has, from the day he was born, seen a hard working mother um, and a supportive father to that mother and a partnership in his parents. Um, and that's what I grew up in. My husband comes from a broken home and his mother remarried. So he grew up with a very different family unit. Um, and for Kingston, you know, I went back to work six weeks after I had him. So he's learned to share me with my job from a very early age. So I think that that first initial um, lesson for him was not being intimidated by a woman who is ambitious, who goes to work, who provides for his, for her family. Um, and so that started with him very, very young. I actually had a live discussion with Zorzi Tunzi this morning, Miss Universe, a beautiful South African gym. And um, we were talking about this very issue of, you know, gender-based violence and like where the conversation actually starts. And I said, I firmly believe it starts at home at the breakfast table and it's not just one day you're going to have a conversation with your son about women's mouth it should be every day you know consent is every day it's how your how you are speaking to your son how you how the 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 man in the house is talking to the mother it's it's or the daughters you know what are the lessons that day-to-day young girls and young boys are learning and i grew up in a home with a father who empowered me who taught me to have a voice taught me to speak up for injustice and it's the same thing i'm passing on to my son is if you see something wrong you speak up you don't say stay quiet quiet um if you you know uh, you be kind to your friends you 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 don't take what's not yours and that could you know you could use that as a metaphor for like taking someone's body that is do you know what i mean like yeah. as they get older yeah. So it, it, it starts at the breakfast table. And I do feel like, you know, South Africa has this, um, this idea of what makes a man. And it's very, it's, it's this very strange sort of definition about masculinity yeah. and what that is. And, and I feel like boys aren't really allowed to have some of the traditional and quotes like feminine qualities as in crying or expressing pain or just talking through things like it's often the communication is either through violence or you know in other negative ways and I just feel like we as an older generation to these new kids um, we really need to be having the conversations with them at a very very young age because monkey see monkey do do you know what I mean like what they're seeing at home they're going to transfer that into school and 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 then that carries on uh with them into life I absolutely love all of that and I hope that someone listening takes something from that I'm sure that they will Leslie Ann thank you I know that you are super super busy um we just wanted to say hi from Jackrat FM and send you all of our love and we hope that we see you as soon as possible but as safely as possible yes thank you so much I did plan to come next year but obviously we're going to see make sure that COVID is is not um, going to stand in the way of that. But I appreciate everyone watching the show this season. Thank you so much. And thank you for your time.